You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG channel where we help you to see a real and practical Christianity from God's word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're going to be studying Matthew chapter 12 from verse 22 down to verse 32. So basically 10 verses of scripture. So let's go. I believe this is going to be quite beneficial to you. By the way, how are you doing? How is it going with you? I believe it's fine right if it's not fine you can always message me and we'll talk god bless you all right so let's move on matthew chapter 12 verse 22 then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil blind and dumb so he says this guy was possessed with a devil then they say he was blind and he was dumb bible says and he healed him in so much that the blind and dumb both spoke and saw now for you to understand what is going on here you have to realize i mean why did they mention the devil and then they mention you know ailments that he's blind and he's dumb it's because the devil is causing the blindness and the dumbness right so when he says he healed him actually what he would have done here is that he would have cast out that devil and those things would have ceased there are cases like that that's when you just cast the devil out the person's fine something like cancer for example is demonic i remember um there was a day when someone called that i should pray for his sister or his cousin or someone like that who was in the hospital and was about to go through chemotherapy and that thing rose up on my inside i know that this is this is a demon you know actually i've been meditating earlier and it had come that yes it's a demon right sometimes it just comes back to your consciousness and so when he said that i rebuked the demon i commanded to leave i remember calling the person just like this was like was that 4 a.m in the morning or so or maybe in the, okay that was like maybe evening then the next day calling the person in the morning and the person was fine like the person's voice was richer you know more hearty just better because it's a devil so when you cast that devil out the thing goes the thing goes and that's why personally when i pray for people i don't just pray oh sickness go i come i usually command the devil to leave because in case there's a devil involved let's just loop all of them together and cast them out so it's very important. So it says that the blind and dumb both spoke and what saw. Verse 23, and all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? Is not this the Messiah actually? That's another topic. Verse 24, but when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow does not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. So what happened here is that they accused him of what? Casting out devils by Satan. In other words, you have Satan inside you. You have a devil inside you and that's why you are casting out devils. That's why you have the power to cast out devils. <laughs> you see that? Now, before we go any further, ah, no, I'll get into trouble. Let me just leave that. But well, there are other religions that seem to do what we call exorcism. But the truth is that there is actually no religion on earth that has the power to cast out the devil. You don't have the power. You can pretend you have the power, but there's no religion on earth that has that power. It's only Christ's you know, inbred men, men who have the authority of just I can cast out devils and pretend. I've seen videos and things like that, people pretending, or they'll just say, oh, and then you see someone shaking and manifesting as if it's a Christian. You know, the same way it happens in Christendom, but no, it's only those. Do you remember the seven sons of Skiba? Those were Jews, right, who were going around and they were going around to cast out devils and they were, they said, what they say, they said, 
look they said we adjure you in the name of that Jesus that Paul preaches these guys were not born again <laughs> they said come out and the demon there was one case they went there the demon said Paul I know Jesus I know but who are you and the Bible said there were seven of them seven sons of Sceva Bible says that the, the devils, the person that was possessed, literally beat those guys up that they left dead naked and bleeding <laughs> because they don't have such power, they have such, no, no have such authority. So here they are accusing Jesus of what? That he cast out devils by what? By Beelzebub. That him and Satan are partners in crime. That what you are seeing here is a function, a result of satanic oppression. Verse 20. Five and Jesus knew their thoughts. So now this is an interesting observation. He says, verse 24 says, But Pharisees heard when they heard they said, verse 25, and Jesus knew their thoughts, meaning that they didn't say it out outward. They probably murmured among themselves, right? Or when they were around him, they were thinking it. But the Bible says Jesus knew their thoughts. And you know, this is something that every believer should operate in. You should be able to discern the thoughts of men. It's it's gonna help you a lot. Because you can't no one can see the heart, you can't really see the heart of a man. You can't know what a person's intentions are, but if you can discern their thoughts, you can know at least on what scale they are, whether they are for you or against you. You should be able to convert earnestly that that ability which is in you. It's just a word of knowledge. It's just come to you. You just know ah, this is what this person is thinking. <laughs> I remember I was I was actually um having a meeting with one or two people, and then I was teaching this part of scripture. And as I was teaching it, because I like practicals, I was teaching it, you know. I, I, how will I put it? I listened to the Holy Ghost. I just listened in, you know, there's a way we teach it. <laughs> you just listen in, you just go in and just search. Basically, you just search your heart. And the thing came up like market. So I asked the person, What's about market? And the person I was thinking about going to the market or something like that. You get the point is that you should be able to actually know thoughts, you should be able to discern. Jesus did it, and if he is, Bible says in first um first John chapter 4, verse 17, nevertheless, we have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. So if we are like him, then we should operate like him. Don't you think so? I think so. We should operate like the Lord. So so he says, um, and Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought towards desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not what? Stand. Shall not what? Stand. So Jesus brings a defense and he brings a logical premise and says, you guys, what you are saying does not make sense. Every house divided against itself shall not stand. You can't. He now says verse 26, and if Satan casts out Satan, he is against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? If Satan is the one undoing the work that he has done, it doesn't make sense it's, it's, it's a silly idea right verse 27 and if by Beelzebub cast if I by Beelzebub cast out devils by whom do your children cast them out by whom do your children cast them out so he's saying that because your children there's just talking about your fellow Jews Peter James, John, the people that the Bible says that he gave power over unclean spirits. He says, how are they also casting them out? If I'm the only, say we are devil incorporated, how is Peter doing? At least people have known Peter, that Peter doesn't have a devil. So how is he casting out devils? Uh, look at Andrew there. He's casting, even Judas here. <laughs> He's casting out devils. These guys, you've known them your whole lives and they're casting out devils. So how are they doing it? Right? Is it the same devil? He said, therefore, they shall be your judges. Right? Yes, they shall be your judges. 
Verse 28, but if I cast out devils by what? The Spirit of God. So he brings them back to the truth. You guys say that I cast out devils by what? Devils. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come to you. So there's a rich lesson in, in this because verse 29 actually, I'll say 29 then I'll back up to 28 again. It says, or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his good except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. So, it says, if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, the kingdom of God is come to you. So I want to explain something here because verse 29 when it says that um, he talks about the strong man and take his good, he's talking about the devil because it's that same devil. The devil there will be the strong man, Right? He's saying that the only way that this can happen, because we've already debunked the idea that a devil casts out the devil. It doesn't work. It's not possible. He says the only way it can happen is when someone much stronger, you get, binds the word strong man and then takes his goods. The goods will be the person that has just been freed. Because that means that the person who was under demonic oppression was what? Was under the possession. You know why someone is possessed? Possessed is that means he has become someone's possession. This is mine. Do you get my point? This is mine. So, to free that person, you would have to deal with the, the possessor. Do you get? You would have to deal with the strong man, the person who has a hold on the person. So, he's saying only a stronger person. Do you get? Aha. Uh-huh. Only a stronger person, only a stronger force. The Spirit of God is capable of doing this. Are you seeing that? He says, how else will he, will, can one enter into a strong man's house? How else? The only way is the Spirit of God. The only way. So you need the Spirit of God in operation. Amen? But this also means another thing. It means that whenever you see devils cast out, what you are, you are seeing an announcement from heaven, an announcement to those around, especially those who are not born again, that God's kingdom is made available. The word kingdom is the word... Um, it just means a king's domain or where a king has rulership, right? Um, Paul speaking said, The kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So if you remove righteousness, peace, and joy, we can say the kingdom of God is where? In the Holy Ghost. In other words, the God's kingdom is the spirit. So when we talk about God's kingdom, we're talking about the spirit of God in men. Jesus said, don't you know, look here, low, here and there. He says the kingdom of God is, the kingdom of God is not you know, here, they said the kingdom of God is in you. Are you seeing that? The kingdom of God is where? In you. So, when we talk about God's kingdom, most times, what is, because, you know, based on the text you're reading, the meaning can change. But most times, the referral here to God's kingdom really is talking about the spirit of God coming into men. Right? And also, that spirit of God, the influence of that spirit of God in an environment or acting upon men. So here, when you see the Spirit of God act and you see a devil cast out, what are you seeing? You are seeing God's influence in that place. Because And this is quite important because in today, our day and age, you have the average believer who does not know what it looks like or feels like or is like to cast out the devil. But, you know, if you, if you look at what sparked all this conversation, you, you go back to that uh, verse 22 it was that jesus healed okay and that thing and that way we know you are using that the person who was possessed of the devil was blind and dumb right jesus healed the blind man as he cast out the devil and that is where all this controversy began you see but many times we're not seeing these things happen so let's even go back backtrack it's just something just done on me you see so that means that when you saw this guy with the devil who was blind and dumb this guy was blind and dumb he just looked like a blind have you seen those blind those beggars or people that are blind and dumb and everything you just probably oh, this guy is just blind or maybe it's a natural or whatever 
And that's one way that Satan is hiding today. Satan is trying to hide all his operations behind um, excuses or reasons. People reason everything away. We have uh, something. We have uh, what's that thing? We have a scientific term for every kind of rubbish under the sun. I mean, yeah, some things have natural causes, but there are many things in our world today. So, like now, just look at the man, blind and dumb. But then, how would you know it's a devil? You would have to discern it, right? There are people who can sleep at night. It's a devil. It's a devil. I've, I've had several cases like that. You know, people who have come, and it was the devil causing them not to be able to sleep at night. There are cases where people wet the bed, and they are 14, 15, 20, 20 something, they are still wet in the bed. It's a devil. In many of those cases, it's a devil. Cancer. Cancer is a devil. There are many things that are demonic, and people just excuse and say, "No, no, 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 no. That's not. No, that's that's that's. How can that be? That can, that can be a demon, you know? They just excuse the way. Satan is in hiding, serious hiding. The guy is like he's hiding behind all those. And people keep on making excuses. He doesn't necessarily seek and ah, he seeks. Sometimes sickness has defied. They've tried everything. Doctors have tried all they can, and they come up with some very fancy name for it and all that. Oh, incurable disease. What nonsense is that? No. Many times you are looking at the operation of a devil especially those cases that just will not heal by themselves or or have defied you know treatment those had most of the time they are purely demonic so it requires you to descend to look beyond the natural and say no this thing here does not look normal i refuse so that's why you must have your casting out devil glasses on or something like that many people don't cast out devils today but you see it is a strong expression of the fact that the spirit of god is in operation it's a very strong expression whenever this happens. And I want to say that it's happening happening publicly is very important also. Demons being cast out in public is very important. Why? Because, right, Jesus just spoke about the causes of the kingdom and the fact that there's, there's a stronger man in operation. When we cast out devils by the Spirit of God, what are we saying? We are showing the world that, first of all, that there is a reality of, of, two, of two opposing forces. For those who are atheists, who don't believe in God, right? Those who are playing and they think that there is no supernatural realm. When you cast out devils and they see them, see that happen, what happens? It lets them know, oh, there are two forces in operation. But number two, it lets them know that one is stronger. It lets them know that one is stronger, and that is extremely essential. Because there are many people that will not get saved till they begin to see the manifestation of God's power. They need to be convinced by seeing God's power in operation. It helps them to make a decision faster. Are you seeing that? It helps their brains to boot. See that? Now, let's go down. So it says, verse 30, He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathers not with me scatters abroad. Verse 31. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be what forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit shall not be forgiven unto men. Right? Verse 32. And whosoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. So, one, one thing that we want to point out here, this is something that confuses a lot of people because, I mean, they are like, ah, have I blasphemed against the Holy Ghost? Oh, blasphemy. What is blasphemy against the Holy Ghost? And there are people that actually believe they've committed the unpardonable sin and they have blasphemed against the Holy Ghost. But, you know, if you read carefully, you will just know what this blasphemy against the Holy Ghost is. Because, first of all, the Bible talks about the fact that he has actually forgiven us all our trespasses. Those texts are all over scriptures, Right? 
First um, Corinthians 15, you see that he died for us according to the scriptures, right? In First John, it says that he's a propitiation for our sins, not just for our sins, but the sins of the whole world. There are so many texts that establish the fact that all sins have been forgiven. So the question is, is the Bible contradicting itself? Which sin is this one that refuses to be forgiven? Which sin is this one? But it's quite simple. If you look at it, what happened? These people saw God in operation. If you look at verse Matthew 12, verse 23, after he Jesus cast out that devil and the person, the blind and mute guy, both saw and spoke, what happened? He says, all the people were amazed and said, it's not this the son of David. In other words, when they saw that happen, they were amazed and the natural response of the heart was, wow, this is most likely the Messiah. This is most likely the person we've been, you know, we've been uh, believing for that's going to come, the Messiah, that's going to save us and everything. You know, they were, their hearts were drawn. But you had these other guys, right? These other guys, the Pharisees. Who, when they heard it, they said, This fellow does not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub. So, why is it that the same thing that brought out a holy reaction from people, which is wow, awe, amazement, wow, this can only be God, stuff like that, brought out a reaction of, hmm, This guy is possessed, though. This guy is demonic. Why? You are looking at the gross case of unbelief. This one is not the one that, oh, it's like, you know, there's one way you say, convince me and a person actually convinces you this one is that their hearts have been blocked they even refuse to acknowledge the possibility that he's the messiah i i did a an episode a few days ago about how the fact that it was their envy their jealousy that led them to kill him they refuse to acknowledge because they love the praises of their own was they love the praises of men the praises are not going to them it's going to jesus so as far as i'm concerned they don't care whether you be any messiah or not they just wanted him out of the way so while you know because you see many places where they say master uh, give us a sign give us a sign you know if you are really the messiah give us a sign even when he on you know when he was taken to the chief priest when he was arrested and taken to the chief priest there they still asked him are you the king of the jews are you the messiah that's what they're asking him and when he said yes the next thing they thought they, they, they thought they are close open you get he just tells you that it was all staged their hearts were just very hardened you know these are hardened people that refuse they jesus said in john 5 39 he said you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life but there they will testify of me but you will not come to me in other words the scriptures that talk about me pointing to the fact that i am the messiah i am, I am the person i am the son of god it's me so you see there are two witnesses there was the scriptures first the major witness was the scriptures pointing to the fact that this is the messiah then there was also the witness of miracles pointing to the fact that he's the messiah these two things they saw and still refused to believe their hearts were hardened against the truth so their unbelief was great so that's why they could blaspheme against the holy ghost in other words they could look and say this is not the work of god when it was obvious that this is the work of God, they refused to believe. So what is their sin? Their sin is unbelief. Their sin is hardness of heart, unbelief. They refused to believe what Jesus was telling them. Even when all the signs were there, it was obvious. It's like you seeing a mango and saying it's not a mango. The mango is this color. See what mangoes look like. See everything. Open the mango. Look inside. See the seed. See everything. It's a mango. You say it's not a mango. How can it be a mango? What do you mean by that? Are you illiterate? How can you say it's a mango? Are you seeing that? That was the problem. 
So unbelief was the issue. So now when Jesus said that no that this sin cannot be forgiven, because if you think about it, when he says he says you sin against me, fine, and I will think, but anyone who sins against the Holy Ghost, and who is going to come and live in men? It's the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. So when you reject the Spirit of God, you refuse to acknowledge that Christ is the way and, and has died. You refuse. You know, the operation of the Spirit, you, you, you blaspheme, you refuse to acknowledge the Spirit of God. What are you doing? It's unbelief. That is the blasphemy. So it's not that, they, that God will now set it aside and say, this one, we are not forgiving you. No, you are the one that has disqualified yourself. You, by your own actions, have refused the forgiveness of sins that was made available. You have blasphemed. You get my point. So I want just let me just have it clear. Those who can, the only people who commit these sins are those who refuse to believe the gospel. Are you seeing that? Because obviously, those guys, John, uh, John chapter one tells us that Jesus came to his own, the Jews, and his own received him not. But as many as did, he gave the power, the right to become the sons of God and those who believe in his name. So you are seeing that. So it's basically that's the sin of blasphemy. That's what is. That's what it is. So please, you've not committed it. If you are listening to me, you are born again. You're not committed it. And it's the person that, you know, the gospel has been preached to and all that. It's evident that this is true. You refuse. It's just called unbelief. You, you refuse the gospel. The Bible says in the book of Hebrew that there is no more sacrifice for your sin. Which other sacrifice? Who else is going to die for your sin? Nobody. The only sacrifice that is made available to save you from sin, from death, you know, from hell, has been presented to you. You say, no, I not do. What should we now do? We can't do anything else now. Abi, we can't. We cannot. I'm sorry. We cannot. So basically, that is what it is. Okay? So, that's basically it. So, you want to um, think on this, you know, probably listen again, understand it, and then share with a friend. Share with a friend. You know, let's get this out of the way. Because there are cases of people that Satan has actually lied to them that they have committed the unpardonable sin. And then he has used that to actually oppress and torment their minds. And I believe that people will be set free from that kind of mindset as they hear this they will be set free from that mindset and so you may be helping you don't know who you'll be helping so I mean why don't you share this the link of this podcast share it with your friends share it on your timeline share it on your social media Instagram or whatever share let people see it and let them get blessed okay alright guys that is it God bless you have a wonderful day and bye bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my Instagram, that's pst.sen, pst.essien. See you there.